The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Mangan, and I'm joined by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy, as always. Now, the Star Sport Podcast is brought to you in association with our friends at Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, where your bank really does matter. Choose Credit Union, choose local, choose community. Now, on this week's podcast, we welcome former Castlehaven manager James McCarthy, who stepped away from his role with the club after four years at the helm. And he's joining us to chat about his time in charge, their run to the All-Ireland semi-finals, and a whole lot more. And if that wasn't enough, he also brought Castlehaven captain Mark Collins along as well. So that's one to look forward to in just a few minutes. But before we get to that, Kieran, let's chat a little bit about Cork's win over Fermanagh at the weekend. Back on track or still a long way to go? Um, back on track, but just back on track. And we can't look too far ahead here. So there's no underestimating the importance of Cork's win away to Fermanagh last weekend. It was a must-win game. And in fairness to the Cork footballers, they took out of results this time. Maurice Shanley got that late, late goal that I christened the hand of Clan. Um, I want to copyright that one. Um, a great picture too to go with it. So Marishani, the Clan defender, got his hand to a Rui Dean pass and panned it to the net um, late on to secure or to clinch or snatch uh, a one-point win for the Cork footballers. So what this means, it give, gives Cork a fighting chance of staying up in Division 2. So we've three games left and we're st- the next game up is Cork are home to Kildare at Super Value Parky Cueve on Sunday at half three. And this is another must-win game for Cork. And this is a game that you would expect Cork to win because Kildare are just in the, the, the depths of despair at the moment. Like they're bottom of the table, no no points, no wins. Just it's been been a bad campaign for, for Kildare. So this is a game that Cork should win, need to win. And realistically, they have to win. They have to win. And that would have parked it on four points ahead of games against Mead and Armagh. So just to go back to your original point, yeah, huge, huge win against Fermanagh last weekend because it just give, gives Cork a lot to play for in the weeks ahead. And it could also hopefully dampen talk of the Telton Cup, which is always in the background now. That's the second tier of Ireland um, football uh, championship. And um, if Cork flop in the league and get relegated, there's a good chance that they could be in the Telton Cup. But if Cork can stay in Division 2, finish anywhere around mid-table, looks like they will be in, in the Seven Maguire competition. So we're kind of juggling a lot of different permutations at the moment, but for men, a win was a big moment and hopefully it's a turning point. Yeah, absolutely. And in this week's Southern Star, um, John Cleary um, says that he wants back-to-back Division 2 league wins to build momentum, obviously, with this weekend against Kildare. 
But with the manner of the victory against Fermanagh, like, you know, a last win goal or a last minute goal to win the game, will that in itself kind of help build momentum um, just, just by the fact it was kind of a late win? It should be a huge confidence boost to the lads because it's it's a result that they that they badly needed. John Cleary's been pointing at the previous few games. Okay, Cork were outplayed away against Donegal in their opener and deserved to lose that game, and Cork lost lost that game quite heavily. But in his point, pointing at, at the Loud and Kevin games where he's talking about fine margins and I suppose the look lady looked not shining on Cork. And yes, there was fine margins in, in those games. They, they were narrow defeats. And Cork could, could just as, as easily be here with six points right now after four games. But the reality is they're not. Cork had two points after four games and are still in the relegation zone and still need results to avoid relegation to Division 3. But they can take a lot from that game against Fermanagh because for, for any team to travel up the north, come away with a result, that's a good day's work because it's... Factor in all the travel in, in, involved, factor in it, it, it's an Ulster team, factor in it's a Fermanagh team that have been doing quite well in fairness to them since they've come up to to, to up to Division 2. So there's there's a lot of positives Cork can, can take from that. But that win shouldn't paper over some of the, the cracks that are still in this team. Like It, it was far from perfect. Um, Fermanagh had a goal chance in the opening minutes and Chris Kelly in goal made, made, made a great save. And if that goal had gone in at a time and Fermanagh were on top, could have put Cork maybe four, five, six points down at one stage of the first half, potentially. Um, so there's still a lot for Cork to work on, kickouts and so on. But it's just, it's a step in the right direction. What we want to see now on Sunday is another step in that direction. Yeah, we'll be keeping a close eye on Super Value Parky Cueve on Sunday at half three, like you're saying. Now, I don't want to keep people waiting too long for this interview, Kieran, because um, it's a really good one with James McCarthy and Mark Collins. But just before we get to them, um, James McCarthy, he said, my job is done for now uh, when he called time on his Castlehaven managerial reign. And it probably was a great time to to quit because they say to quit while you're ahead. And obviously Castlehaven won the Premier Senior Football Championship and the Munster Senior Club title as well um, for 2023. So could you just maybe sum up his time in charge of Castlehaven um, and, and we can get into the chat then? So James McCarthy is doing an Eric Cantona. He's bowing out while on top with, with his collar up. So um, so James has been in charge of Cassavin for the last four years and he leaves them in such a good place. They're county champions for the first time since 2012, Munster champions for the first time since 1997 and Haven lost at All-Ireland Clubs to be St. Bridget's back on the 7th of January. So Shawnee Cahillan is a new man in charge. He's, he's having his first game at the Hillam. Um, actually, this Saturday, they're home to Douglas in the... In, in the county league and Sean is inheriting quite well he's inheriting a county winning panel and um, that's what James McCarthy and his management team have built over the last couple of years so James has been an incredible servant to, to Castlehaven it's like when the, when the bat signal goes up every couple of years James Mack is going to come back in and take over take over Castlehaven so he stepped aside now but don't be surprised down the line whether it's four or five six years if we see James McCarthy back at the back in the hot the hot seat again so when I got on to him for this interview, I built it as the exit interview. I said, we have to have a chat. We can't let you go out the, out the back door, given that you're, you've are you taken Casalavan to the, the Cork title and the Munster title. But he, he, he was trying to be modest and he said he needed backup. So that's why he drafted in Mark Collins, Castlehaven captain, um, to join him on the chat. So it was a good crack with the lads. 
Um, just to to look back on Castlehaven's great year, even to find out some nuggets like why Castlehaven don't go outside the parish to to appoint a manager, why they always appoint from within. Also, just about the community aspect in Castlehaven and what, what makes that so special, and also about Shawnee Cahillan coming coming in um, as the new manager and any advice that they can give for him. And, and also Mark Collins, I was, you'll hear quite soon, is chatting to him about his own aspirations of um, in coaching and management. He's a selector with the Haven Juniors um, this year coming up. But I started by asking James Mack what happened on the holiday in Tenerife because before they went on their team holiday a couple of weeks back, he was in two minds about staying on as Haven manager. But as soon as he came back, I got a text, he was gone. So I needed to find out what happened over in Tenerife. First question to you, James. What happened in the team holiday in Tenerife? I was chatting to you just beforehand and you were unsure whether you were still on or not and you wouldn't give me a definitive answer. Yet you came back and you said you were you were, you were exiting stage left. So what happened in Tenerife that, that made you decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call it a day here? Um, I met Conor Glass. I'm going up there next year. So um, uh, he persuaded me to go up the north. So I, I think I said, look, I took the bait. Said to Mickey Hart, we're going to work together. So no, um, no, I'd be mind up, made my mind up a good spell ago, but uh, a lot of toing and froing with the club and the players, and uh, they gave me the space to think about it. But look, to be fair to Shawnee, I knew he was there, ready to go, and you know I didn't leave him in the lurch, or Shawnee didn't leave anyone in the lurch, but he was ready to go. So I, I was talking to Shawnee in the meantime, so there was it wasn't a, a knee jerk reaction at all. This is. This has been planned in the background for a spell, but we were just, um, you know, Johnny was getting his team together and uh, we waited until the holiday was over. You know, yeah, we had a good time out there. Mark, had the players an inkling that, that James was thinking of stepping aside? I suppose we did, Kieran. Like, you know, um, we'd experienced working with James before and usually James's kind of way was two years and that was it. And like we pleaded with him uh, going back a couple of years ago that he might he might stay on for another year and thankfully we got another couple of years out of him and you know we managed to get over the line um but I think kind of after the Bridget's game we probably knew that it was probably James was going to step away obviously we we would have loved to have kept him but you know I don't think anyone put him under any pressure this time um he had done what he had set out to do and um you know obviously it's disappointing but uh like Sean is a great man to step in there for him. And you mentioned that, James, Shani Cahillan, he's been announced as the, the Castlehaven manager. He's he's in the hot seat now. But before we have a chat about Shani, why do Castlehaven always appoint from within? Like, it's it's a proud record that you have in, in, in that sense that the man in the hot seat is a Castlehaven man. Is it just is it just something that's done in Castlehaven? Uh, yeah, I suppose it's kind of an, un, an unwritten rule, I suppose. Um, I suppose we take pride in it. Um, I'd say we're very proud of our record in that situation, like, and I suppose it brings success to us as well. And maybe if we didn't, I suppose we'd be looking outside. But if you go back in our history books, um, you know, we're there and thereabouts most of the time. And I don't think, um, you know, I think there's a there's a bit of prestige with it as well. And you know, it, I don't think there's a queue every year to to take it over. But you know, we have a good underage setup, and we're always looking to progress coaches up along the line. And Again, it's not about the men, you know, okay, you have to have a front man, but if you have a good team with you, you're, like you, you can have Mick O'Dwyer and, and Mickey Hart and the whole lot there, but if, if you have a good team of players and a backroom team and mentors, you're, you know, you're going nowhere. So 
it, it's all about the buy-in, and you know, I know Sean is going to get the buy-in now from these boys as well. Just on that for a second, James, you mentioned you mentioned a team effort. I think I, I was on two before Christmas, before one of the games, just asking for a look at who was involved in the backroom team. And the message you sent me back, I was like, I was almost my mouth open. I said, Jesus, this is a huge parish effort here. It was incredible the amount of people that are, that are involved in, in uh, behind the scenes. But it really is a parish effort. Like you said, okay, there, there is a front man, but it's like the whole parish puts together. Yeah, from the, the ladies that are there every night making the grub for us and, you know, down to the kit men, down to the who cuts the pitch. You know, it, it goes down to the under six coach. You know, we're all in it together. And you see after winning a match there. And especially, I, I would think, I saw it more when we were beaten. The reaction on the pitch afterwards was outstanding. Even though I didn't want to meet anyone, or Mark, I'd say I didn't want to meet anyone. There was more Castellan people on the pitch after Bridget's beat us than Bridget's themselves. And uh, that's a great sign of a, a parish, like, in support. And, you know, look, they're not at every league game or they're not, you know, we didn't have that support maybe at the first championship game, but they're always there. And, they're, you know, the financial support that, that goes behind the club is unreal as well. Like, so, you know, the private donors there, that they never want their name out in public, but, you know, they're always there. If, we, if you're stuck for if you're found to do this or do the other thing, and we were never refused anything by the club, but... That on our, you know, the club, you know, is 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 a parish and, and and a parish beyond and parts of America and England and all parts of Ireland they they, they support us, but it is, you know, it, it all comes back to where you came from and, you know, they put a bit of pride in that and yes, there's a bit of pressure and then you know with the prestige I said well ago being the manager there is a bit of pressure then because <laughs> they do demand the results and. You know, the, if you if you are on a losing streak, you know it don't go down well. But that means then that you you have to be up to the mark and try hard, and that's that's where it, all the backroom team and everything, you know, they do buy into it and they all have a part to play. And there's no egos. And it took about four years to put all them together. Though we, you know, some people clubs make mistakes. You know, they might copy us in the morning, or we copy someone else. Don't copy anyone. Do your own thing, and what works for you works for you. And some things didn't work for us. And we stopped doing it, and maybe we got in people. You can get in loads of people, but they have to be the right people as well. And we were lucky enough in the last couple of years that we got great people around us. Mark, obviously, Sean Gahan is coming in as manager now, but just have a look back at James's reign, like we said, over four years, and it was building every year, and uh, it reached its climax last season. County champions for the first time in ten years, Munster champions for the first time I think since was it nine ninety seven. Could you could you see yourself over the four years that you were building towards something special? Yeah, I suppose Kieran, like James came in uh, four years ago, and we were we were probably at a bit of a low ebb. We had lost our, our two championship matches the previous year, um, and you know there was probably a lot of young lads had just come on the panel, and like there was a few of us who had been around since twelve and thirteen, and there might have been you know a big separation between the two of them, between the two um, kind of sides of the panel. And, and I think James did an unbelievable job at like knitting us together. Um, COVID was probably the start of that, really. Um, if you look at it, that was the start of our journey. And we did a lot together as a group, you know, and, uh, you know, even online and meetings and stuff. It was it was brilliant. And it got us through COVID probably. And I think it built us as a group. And gradually as the year, the couple of years went on, then I felt we got stronger and stronger. And maybe we even gained a couple more young lads as the, as the years went on. Um, look, probably at the end of 2022, I would have said that we'd probably maybe fallen a bit further behind. 
mind. Like I thought we're comfortably beaten by the Bears, but you know, look, um, as the year went on last year, we got stronger, and uh, it was absolutely fantastic to get over the line. Um, it was it was a, a journey over four years, and it was brilliant to succeed at the end of it. And as well, Mark, as well as that, you've had a great relationship with James over the years. I think you told me before, did James give you your senior debut or or your under-21 debut way, way back when? So you've worked with him an awful lot um, in his in his time as various roles at Castlehaven. What marks him out as such a standout manager? Yeah, I think I touched on it in the, in the, la in the last question here. Like, I think he's as good a manager as I've ever seen at getting um, a group together, you know, um, like there's a real bond in every in every group James is involved in, um, and like no matter no matter what he does, he gets the best out of fellas. Um, you know, I think his training sessions are always, you know, there's always a good buzz and a good intensity to them. He just gets the best out of us, and um, you know, we were very lucky to have him involved for so long. Like, so what are you gonna do now, James, to to fill your time? Have you have you Netflix series lined up? Are you gonna take up golf? Where are we gonna see you turn up next? Uh, neither a boat, I'd say. Um, I'd say, you golf right say here? I'd say a hurler on the ditch, I'd say. Um, I'd be looking for the golf balls, that would be my job. Um, no, there'd be plenty to do. Um, I like going to games, I like watching games, I like other clubs playing, I like going seeing other teams play and no pressure on and looking back at what they do. And I enjoy doing that. And look, Thunderage are here in Castle Abe, I've been. I, I won't be with a team, but I, I, I'd be helping out in any way I can. Um, but uh, just <laughs> in case we, we, we stop here, just going back and mark there, I don't want to be talking about me all the night there. I think we kind of, two years ago, I think it was, uh, maybe if I was watching to pull plug, but I think the decision of Mark and Michael, and there was no pressure put on them either to pull back from Cork. I think had a big bearing on where we ended up today. Like, um, I don't think it would have happened if 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 they were with Cork. Um, and that's no disrespect to Cork, but uh, I think they sacrificed uh, definitely more years with Cork for for this um, victory with the Haven. And if it didn't work out, you know, I I I I I still think um, they were the main main behind it, and that brought on the other players in because. It, it's, I see clubs there, they find it very hard to integrate players during the league when their county players are missing, um, when results ain't going their way, bringing in young lads. We were, we found that easier in the last two years that you're going and playing beside Mark and Michael there. And, you know, other players made sacrifices as well. I know that, you know, Ron Walsh moved back from Dublin and things like that all helped. Like, so, you know, you see that was behind the scenes, but that was a big part to play. And I think in, in us winning what we did in the last 12 months. Like you've achieved a hell of a lot with Castlehaven, James. So where does last season rank for you? I remember talking to you after a couple of the games, the big games, and you could see the emotion, like you were emotional after games. You could see how much it meant to you. So you poured so much into last season and you achieved so much. So what you did achieve, where, where does that rank for you? Uh, for me personally, I wouldn't even be thinking about it. It's, it's about the parish again and the group of players, you know, Every every team you go with or a group of players are different, and I was a lot of the lads I was dealing with here didn't have county medals, and maybe I put myself under a bit of pressure. I wanted them to get the medal before, you know, I was blaming myself maybe a couple of years there that they did, they didn't get over the line, and you you really question yourself sometimes in long winter nights: Are we doing things right or what are we doing wrong? And 
look, we've done a lot of things wrong again this year, but we had a bit of luck, maybe. And But I think you're building your luck. But uh, look, I think maybe that minute, and we, we spoke about this over the last few years, especially trying to, to get the, the young lads to buy into it, to really give it 110. That, you know, that feeling when you do get that county final win, um, there is no better feeling. Like, I, even lads that play with Cork there, they, you know, they can't explain it. Like, I can't explain it, but in years to come, you 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 know what it's all about. But at that moment, you, you'd love to freeze the time and go around and meet everyone. <clears throat> but uh, it's just an unbelievable feeling. And maybe Mark will elaborate on it there as a player, but as a as a manager or as a mentor and as a supporter, it was very emotional that day um, uh, against Nemo. I think just because of the four years and, you know, um, everybody had journeys to get there and we met supporters then that had lost people over the four years and the COVID and everything. And I'd say we're no different to any other club, but maybe we're just a bit tighter and you know, when you met people and they, they had someone lost over the last four years and they couldn't make the game and that brought it out in us and it was for them more than for us, like I thought any and we, we kind of um we acknowledged that the following day as well. But um, that's another story. So just on that, Mark, the support that you get from the parish and the community, it's it, it's it's second to none, it's incredible. Can can the players feel that on the pitch? I'm even thinking back to the Bridget's game, it was a, it was at the second half. You could hear the chant of Haven coming from from the stand side, kind of just to just to get you going and to urge you on. Like, can you can you feel that that it's a real community effort in Castlehaven? Yeah, you hundred percent, Kieran. Like, I think that's one thing I really took from this county uh, winning side. Like, like, is just the joy and the happiness it brought to other people. You know, people who had no involvement with the team, no family member in the team. Like when you met them after the after the county final, after the Munster final, like the happiness and joy it brought to people was unbelievable. Um, and I think you really can feel that. And the support we got, like even financially, I think James touched on it earlier, but like the cost of of the couple of games in the Munster Championship, I think we had three away trips, which we stayed overnight for all three. And like the support we got from the club and from people, you know, donating to the club was unbelievable. And it helped us get over the line in the Munster Championship. So the new man in charge, Mark, Seanica Halan, your your former teammate, he won a couple of counties together back in 2012 to 2013, a fella you, you know well. How much you're looking forward to, to, to I suppose, Seanica probably bringing fresh ideas. I know there's continuity in terms of selectors in then Gavin Gallagher and so on, but it's um it's probably exciting too to have, 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 a, have a new manager in there. Yeah, like Seanica is someone who would be unbelievably respectable in the group. You know, he was a two-time winning captain at Castlehaven. Um, and like he's he's a guy who, who's liked by everyone. Um, but at the same time, like he's well able to he's well able to be in charge and, and you know have control over us. Um, so I, I think it's a, an excellent appointment and really looking forward to working with him. As you said, it'll, it'll bring a fresh voice to things as well. And you know, um, we're getting the league started now on Saturday and looking forward to getting going. I remember a couple of years ago, James, I got on to you. You, you were you were still on as manager. And I wanted to have a chat with you, and you were you pointed to me towards you're bringing Shanika Helen on as a selector, and you wanted to keep freshening up the management team, and you obviously went and you got Shani. What what is it about Shani that 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 um that you wanted to bring into the management team, and why do you think he'd he'd make a good manager? Well, I suppose I dealt with Shani down through the years. He was captain in 
in uh, 12 and 13, and I was there in 12, and, you know, we we, we soldiered together many years as player and manager. But uh, just as Mark said there, number one is very very likeable fella. No, you can be very like likeable and know not him with football, but this fella knows his football. And <clears throat> he knows all the players. Uh, he knows how to deal with players. Very good relationship with players. Can He'll cut the mustard as well if you have to crack the whip. No problem there. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it'd be brilliant this year because he ain't come in. You know, he can he's starting running because um, his backroom team are there and the selectors are with him. Um, we've been building to this, I suppose. Thanks be to God, we're going out on a winning streak. But you know, a lot of clubs they all and it happened in Castlehaven a few times. We all go and block, and there's a big hole left there in, and you're trying to. The club is trying to persuade people to come in and maybe the job is too big then. Well, you know, I, I don't... Sean is an unbelievable organiser as well and it's the setup we love around them again and the support of the players. You know, the players, if they buy in, you know, they'll be hard to beat again and he'll have all our support and, you know, I'll, I'll be the critic outside the wire now but I'll be there to support them all the way like. James, is there a chance that the other fellow on this Zoom call could be a, a future Castlehaven manager? Because what I saw when, when the press release came out last weekend about the, the senior team, in the junior team as a selector, Mark Collins is there. And I know you've been involved with the UCC Pressures team as well, Mark. So is it, is it, is it, is it, is it something down the line, kind of the coaching side, the managing side, that you're that, that obviously you're not hanging up your playing boots for a while, but is it something that, that, that you're interested in? I suppose, Kieran, I, I just I love football in general. You know, since I was a small child, it was something I was always obsessed with. I love watching matches, going to matches. You know, I just love being involved with teams as well. So I'd say down the line, maybe maybe a good bit down the line, I'd love to be involved with with the Castle and seniors, but hopefully it might not be for another way. What do you think, James? Do you think Mark has has what it takes down the line? Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, but look. Uh, we want to be retiring now till 40 plus, like that's what we do with all, all anyone out here, like so. But saying that, yeah, look, it, it, it we're we're in the club now. We're we're building a good um, group of coaches, mentors, whatever you want to call them. Um, you know, ex players, and you know, sometimes if you put them in too early, they get a burden, and you know. We won't be putting any pressure on him, and hopefully Sean will be there for the next couple of years and be very successful. But look, there's a lot of leaders in that team and lads that have retired that hopefully that will get involved down the line again. And, you know, we do talk about these things and maybe that's where other clubs could... We, I'd be looking at what other successful clubs do as well and continuity is one of the big things. And um, put the fresh voice is, is the main thing. And... and Again, working with your junior team there worked very successfully last year with us. They had a great run. And when you're dealing with a big number of players, they all want to play a senior, but it has to be competitive. And if you want to go to the next level, and I think that's what helped us this year, we had four or five fellas maybe um, further up the ladder than they were a couple of years ago. And that was down to the junior, and Mark was involved there, and Vivian Callan and Dan Sullivan. So that's the club thing again, and it, it's all aimed for the senior. And, you know, we have a good minor set up coming now again. And I was below the other night and there was 10 minsters around the pitch with them doing different things. And it was a joy to watch. Uh, and I would think there'd be a couple of them in them that'd be future senior management as well. You know, and I'd, I'd be setting up on the stand 
even though I back at them, but uh, uh, hopefully um, they won't be coming back to me in the not too distant future. Then. Mark, like James said, there, there's there's a lot of football left in you yet. If you, if you have to reach forty, about that you've another seven years left of of of, of senior football. But Haven are back in county league action on Saturday, home to Douglas and um, Shawnee's first game in charge. But January seventh was when last Tell Ireland clubs to be found the same Bridget. So we're less than two months on, and you're starting the the new campaign. How much you looking forward just to lace up the boots and getting back in the pitch again? Sure. Look here, and I, I said to you earlier offline, like we, we probably haven't an awful lot done. Uh, we've taken a nice break and we enjoy we enjoyed ourselves. You know, we, we had a good holiday and stuff together. But um, like we've been back training now about week, week and a half, and like the buzz is still there, and there's there's great crack around the place. So come come Saturday, we're looking forward to getting going, and you know it starts all over again. Um, and it, it, it's great to be to be getting back at it. To be honest with you. Would you park the Bridget's game, Mark, or have you looked back at it since, or what's your thoughts thoughts on that game? Uh, I actually only watched it um, about a week ago, I'd say. It was the first time I'd watched it since I, it was something I said after it. It was something I said, geez, I'll never watch that again. But, um, you know, I think there's a lot to, to take out of it. And, like, I think uh, afterwards, like, looking at Bridget's in the Iron Final, like, they were an excellent team. Um, like, you know... We probably after probably after the game that day, I think I spoke to you and I said I, th- I thought we left ourselves down a bit, but you know I think they started on fire against us that day, and you know they probably took that into the final. Um, but look, you know there's there's probably a few regrets from it, um, but there's a lot of learnings from it, and hopefully that that might help us this year again. And finally, to you, James, there's a little matter of, of a social on Saturday night. Is this one last big party to sign off the, the dream season? Oh, yeah. Um, you know, to get together again. We're, I bought, that's the big thing about us. Um, we, 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 we train hard. We play hard. and we, we party hard as well. And we enjoy ourselves after winnings. And um, um, Padre Burke gave me advice years ago. He said, um, always celebrate your wins because they're you know, could be the last one, and but we we really over the four years, um, we had some great trips away. Um, I'd say one of our best days we ever had out was the day after Nemo beat us. We all came together, uh, in Castle Downs, and we to to summertime that time after in the county final we had a great day out, and he bonded us again, and we 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 went out four days later, five days later, and beat Newstown in the championship. You know, I look back at those days more than. Um, maybe after the county final and um, the big days because the crowds are so big but when you're in the group with the players and the minters um, it's very enjoyable um, I suppose that's one of the things I'd, I'd miss but I can still go for the point with them I suppose but uh, um, no I, I think that's a, that's a big part to play in football and sport you have to, um, you have to enjoy it and if you don't um, if you're just saying you can't go out and have a point and I, I think we got the mix right over the last couple of years. We got we done things wrong, but I think that's one of the things we, we do usually get right. Enjoyed a couple of points Saturday night, lads. Well deserved. And thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, William Kieran. Cheers, bye. Yeah, lads. The Star Sport Podcast is brought to you by Access Credit Union. Access Credit Union, funding dreams for over 50 years. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And it's my favorite time of the week because I get to ask you, Kieran, what's in this week's Southern Star? 
So the listeners to this podcast, if you haven't bought the star already, get out now and pick up this week's star because it is crammed. Like I said on Twitter, it is packed to the rafters. So we have a lovely tribute to Paddy Palmer. The first commemorative match in his honour was held last weekend between Valley Rovers and Tipolo. And Tom Lyons went along for the day and he chatted to some of the people who, who knew Paddy the best. So that's a really nice piece. And even the headline says it all. Paddy was everything to everybody. So that, that's well worth checking out. We also have an interview with Kira O'Sullivan. She's a new system Camogie player who injured her cruciate last year playing in the Ashburn Cup with UCC. And Kira started the 2021 and 2022 All Ireland um, Senior Camogie Finals with Cork, but then faced 12 months out. So just chatting to her about her about the injury, her comeback, her rehab, and she's back now playing with the Cork Intermediates and what her plan for the year ahead is. Also, Bantry teenager Dylan Hicks made his debut with the Munster Senior Rugby team last week, so we have a, a piece on that. The O'Donovan Russell ladies painted Skibbereen red on Saturday night with their, their victory social, and we have a page of pictures from that event. We have the first interview with the Newcastle Haven Senior Football Manager, Shawnee Cahillan. John Hayes' column this week is, is another cracker. He's looking back on Cork's win against Fermena, while also giving us some great anecdotes from his time in the in the Cork um, senior football team and what it was like going away on those long away trips, and there was there was a, there was a great reveal in there, Dylan, where he said Nicholas Murphy, um, we all know him as the, as the Cork midfielder, had used to get very bad travel sickness, so he used to drive by car to to all the away games. So but there are great little nuggets of information like that. We also have um on the Bantry under twenty ones and their recent success. I'm just looking down through here. There's just so much in it. Um, Alex O'Shea, the marathon man from Bellinine, won an ultra marathon in Sweden. That's well worth checking out. And also with the launch of the West Cork Rally last weekend, Martin Walsh was there for us. And also news that Keith Cronin is doing the British Rally Championship as well as the Irish Tarmac Rally Championship this year. And that's just a taster. It's packed to the rafters, like I said. Packed as always and elsewhere in this week's Southern Star, which is out now, as Kieran said. Um, we have a 28-page spring wedding supplement so if anyone is um preparing for a wedding or thinking of getting married soon that would be a great one to pick up and we're also in the main section of the newspaper we're celebrating 200 years of the rnli and we have the latest from the farmers protest as they went up to cork airport during the week as well so plenty there to pick up that is in shops now or online as always you can subscribe to the Southern Star and get it on your laptop, tablet or phone. Just head to subscribe.southernstar.ie, enter your details and you'll get an exact replica of the newspaper for less than two euro per week. As always, thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast. And thanks again to our sponsors at Access Credit Union. If you've enjoyed this, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get yours. And we'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.